sentimental value to it and uh, when I first got it you know it was like 20 bucks but it, well, the guy was asking for 20 I paid him 40 for it because it was a nice guitar at first but I think what it just needs is the strings need to be changed and <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I hate changing guitar strings um yeah no way no fucking way anyway Happy Monday, everybody. I'm back. I'm going to put that thing down. Um, yeah. And the reason why I'm back on episode 9.2 is because I have a change of plans. Now, the past 9.1 episodes, 9 episodes plus the 9, or 8 episodes plus the 9.1 episodes, you know, I've been going on about this season finale and episode 10 is going to be two hours uh with interviews and everything and that's still the plan but i changed the plan slightly well maybe a little bit more than slightly to just have 9.2 i'm going to close out the season with 9.2 which is this one and i'm just going to just you know just be here be present let's talk about some comics and some uh some documentaries i've been checking out some and uh I promise not to bring up the coronavirus, although I probably will. So I'll probably break that promise. Um, yeah, so we'll just talk talk a little bit, try to go as far as we can. and then. Uh, but let me get back to my, my what I'm talking about here. My point is, so my day job as an alcohol and drug counselor, and, um, we're having our state recertification uh, at the end of this month on March 24th the 25th, I believe. It's where the state comes out. They, they reevaluate re everything. They you know, evaluate our files and make sure we're crossing our T's and dotting our I's. And right now I got my I's crossed and my T's dotted and everything else. And, and it's just a really hectic time. Um, a lot of paperwork, a lot of uh, file reviewing, a lot of uh, me going in and just kind of correcting things that like just, you know, um, over the past three years, just making sure everything looks good for, you know, because I have to put together like 20 something files for them. And then there's all the other stuff, the policies and procedures. And, th and what this does is so that way we can re get recertified for the next three years. You know, so how it kind of works, I think, is uh, if you have a bunch of dings against you, they can only recertify you for like a year or something. Then we'll have to be right back here again a year later doing all this stuff. But anyway, so yeah, we, but it's coming along good. It's just the thing is, and then I, I also have those two guests I was talking about having for for episode 10, which would be a two-hour episode. And so I'm going to make it a, a season premiere for season two. So I'm going to take the rest of this month off. But in the meantime, I'm going to be doing the things, like little things here and there to get the show ready and then debut it in either March 30th or April 6th. One of those Mondays. You know, I'm not going to make a promise on which Monday, but it's going to be one of those Mondays. 
Because after the 24th, when this audit's all done, I'll be able to take a deep breath and just relax and just sort of, you know, collect everything, collect the past whatever weeks, you know, just kind of breathe and, and you know, and, 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 and just have fun and be able to like, because what happened was, so one of my guests is Daryl Kravitz. He's an awesome dude, awesome artist, musician, you know, he's got a, a history, he's a legend in the, in the comic book industry, you know. Uh, he's done work for DC Comics. He, you know, he's done a lot of conventions. Knows a lot of the, all the guys that I don't know. And, you know, all this stuff. And he's just a really, really cool guy. We, and, uh, I tried to interview him the first time about a few weeks ago, and we just got a really bad connection. Uh, couldn't figure out the technology. I guess you know, we're two old guys trying to figure out this technology. No, but it, and then you know we had some good conversation going, and uh, then you know, it just didn't come out right. You know, it was all like choppy and everything. Then a week later, we tried again, and that was all kind of watery sounding. So, and then with, like I said, and then me with trying to get this uh, other stuff going with the with the alcohol and drug counseling and everything, it's just real hectic. He's been super, super cool and very patient, and I can't wait to to, to introduce you all to him. Um, those who don't know who he is at the moment, uh, but there's a lot of people who do, and uh, and also show you some of his music. He's got some awesome music. He he does. He composes, co-writes, and everything. And then, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a real treat. And we're going to talk comics and, and just life and uh, just have a great conversation. Uh, uh, another co a great conversation. We've had two already. <laughs> so we're going to try again. And this time, just get the sound right. And, I, and the same thing with, with my other guest is Jawada. He's a longtime friend uh, and a very uh, awesome guitar player. I knew him when he was kind of first starting out on guitar. He would, you know, message me on Facebook maybe eight, nine years ago and, and he He'd call me Papa and, and all this stuff, and he's just a very, very loving guy, you know. And uh, he'd always ask me for advice on the guitar and like learning. Uh, he wanted to learn like scales and, and this and that. And I would teach him. I'd teach him as much as I could. Him being all the way over in Bangladesh and, and me being all the way over here, but just over the years, I just watched this kid grow, man, as a musician. And he's got this band called The Human Resource, and you know I've seen live pictures of them. I and I've heard some of their music and really good music and um so i did an interview with him and it came out okay but there's like some kind of buzzing sound so we just haven't been able to connect either and just like i said with all this going on and so i'm just gonna take my time with these interviews and again i'm, I'm not an interviewer i just want to have some conversations with some very special people and 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 you know the next season of the eric d former podcast show will be all about It'll be the, the normal stuff, like my music and my crazy, zany little annex and just having conversation, me complaining about whatever, you know, and then talking about the things I love and, and hopefully uh, relating it to some of the things you people love. And uh, and that, and then have, like, you know, some interviews and have some guests and, and, and conversations, I like to call them, instead of interviews, because I'm not really an interviewer. I'm a, I'm a conversationalist. So whatever you heard me say in the last nine episodes, 9.1 episodes, about this about the season finale coming up and all this stuff. scratch all of that again this show is unscripted very unpredictable sometimes edited pretty much edited just because that's what you have to do even though in the past i said we're not edited but we are and um yeah and so just gonna roll with it and have fun so i'm gonna try to interview jawada again like i said he's a great guitar player um and i want to find out you know life in Bangladesh and with, you know, I want to learn more about the music scene there, the, the heavy metal scene. How do they, 
what does his government think about heavy metal and, and you know just stupid stuff like that like you know me i'm gonna ask those kind of questions <laughs> yeah i mean okay like bangladesh is such a i've checked it out like online you know because i've gotten to know jawad and all of his friends his band members over the years and they're such a, the, the nicest people and you know they're muslim you know i always hear a lot of people yapping on muslims just because oh the quran says death to americans if you don't believe in uh the Allah, that you should be put to death. and It's like bullshit, you know. He's some of the most loving people in the world. And, and, and uh, yeah, I just want to get his idea or get his opinion on what he thinks about people who think that way of Muslims and, and uh, be interesting to hear and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, like I've always said, <laughs> the Holy Bible, I mean, the Old Testament has some more violent shit than I've read in the violent parts of the Quran. It's like not everybody goes by that by those uh, whatever it is in that book or, or the books that you follow is religion i'm not religious so i'm gonna flub up that that little that little talk right there about you know that little reference right there uh huh. anyway so that's gonna be interesting and and like i said just have fun so you know when i come back it'll be episode one two hour special with special guest daryl kravitz and jawada afghan and then, you know, then I got some more guests lined up that, uh, that I would like to have on the show and just have interesting topics and, and just kind of, you know, keep doing what I'm doing, but just a little bit more, you know? And again, get past this state audit thing, man, and just be able to freaking... Oh, yeah, and then I got my, you know, recertification for myself. I got to do my continued education because I'm a CAD C1, which means I'm certified as an alcohol and drug counselor. But they only, you know, the certification only lasts every two years, or you have to recertify every two years, or if you want to go for your CAD C2, I'm contemplating on doing that. I might wait another year. I might just get one more year of CAD C1 under my belt, uh, get a little bit more experience and everything, and then I might go for my CAD C2, and that'd be kind of cool because then I can kind of be my own supervisor and all that stuff, you know. Which I still have to have a supervisor. You always got to have a boss, right? <laughs> you know, my boss, which is like a brother to me and a really good friend him and his wife and brother sister-in-law to me um they've just been so supportive over the years that's why i stick with inner journey healing arts just because um i've watched them grow watched them fall and grow and fall you know and, and me grow and fall with them and just you know right now we're at a good place you know and um yeah and they're just very supportive they give me creative freedom and all that good stuff and yeah and uh i'm still working on doing that addiction special too and i'd like to have uh, a lot of guests on that for that and just talk about addiction and recovery because you know I've, I've for many of those who know know me and maybe heard my last episodes know that i battled addiction myself you know i've been homeless i've been uh you know i've lost tons of things lost a lot of material stuff but most important i lost a lot of my soul of who i am as a real person as a as eric and not the monster eric there's a monster in all of us, but my monster, he was 3D, man. Yeah. I still have my demons, and I said this before, I still got my demons. I just know how to hold them at bay. I make them my bitch, and I'm pretty confident that I will never, ever let them win again. All right? They can keep me company. I don't mind a little demonic company here or there. <laughs> but, yeah. So, on that topic, 
Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Coronavirus, 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 coronavirus. That's all you've been hearing about. <sighs> what are we going to do about it, everyone? Everyone keeps saying, oh, look at more people die from the flu. This ain't the flu, though. You know? It's more serious. I mean, I know, like I always say, CNN will tell you, we're all going to die. Whereas Fox News is like, ah, just wash your hands and get over it. You know? <laughs> I've been washing my hands a lot. I've got hand sanitizer, freaking with 70% alcohol in it, you know. I told my clients at, at, the, at the treatment center, they're like, yep, everyone, everyone failed the UA. Everyone got positive UAs for alcohol. But I don't worry, I told your parole officers and everything that, you know, because of the coronavirus, you've been using a lot of hand sanitizer. And they all freaked out. They're like, oh, no. Like, they all know I'm just joking. I have a wacky sense of humor as a counselor. I'm probably the only counselor that has... A wacky sense of humor. Maybe I'm like Patch Adams for alcohol and drug counseling. Because <laughs> I'm kind of a clown sometimes. But uh, but I do take my job very serious. I do. I take it very serious. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to take a little bit of a break here. I have to go take a pee. You haven't heard me say that in a long time, right? <laughs> and before I take a piss, I want to play you uh, a little preview I can hold my pee real quick. Um, a little preview of a song that I wrote. Okay, so the premise is, you know, if you remember, I have a, another podcast with my brother called Political Dumbass. You can see that, hear that at politicaldumbass.com. We're kind of taking a little break on it. Uh, I don't want to say too much about what we're doing, uh, but we are, we're going to probably do some kind of transition, but uh, like, again, I don't know, I can't say too much. Anyway, I created a band I like to say I, I manage a band called Lying Dog Faced Pony Soldier. They're very controversial. You know, they have songs like Nancy Nasty Pelosi, uh, Crazy Sanders. You know, you, you probably heard the, the two songs I previewed on, I didn't really, yeah, they, I previewed them for my show on the last episode on 9.1 at the end of the show. You, you heard uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and possibly Crazy Sanders. I'm pretty sure you heard that one too. Yes, you did. Um, oh no, wait, maybe you didn't, because I did preview Crazy Sanders on Facebook. I made like a, 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 a an event page and everything. So anyway, the idea is that they're a band, they're Trump supporters, and they they they're the rumor is that they they're secretly financed by Donald Trump to give all the Democrats hell. In other words, they're writing songs about each one of the candidates. You know, they got. Like I said, Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi so far, even though she's not a candidate, but they still, they attacked her as well. Uh, very offensive. It's meant to be offensive. It offends me writing this shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really don't care. You know, but I'm not, I'm independent. Like, you know, I goof on Trump a lot. I don't hate Trump. I just, there's a lot of things that, that just bug, bug me about him, how he gets away with a lot of things that any other president, like, it's just... And it's all because he's got a, it's, it's a great economy. Okay, so we, in order to have a good economy, do we have to have a shithead as a, or a retard as a fucking president? I mean, is that a reason to have a good economy? I mean, this guy, he just went on about the coronavirus saying that the corona tests are, are very good and that they're just as good as his transcript, the call from, from the Ukraine. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're all going to fucking die. Because he says that. And then Mike Pence, who's actually, he put in charge of the coronavirus is saying that we don't have enough test kits. The day after, the day after Donald Trump said that we have plenty of test kits, anyone can get tested anytime they need to, Pence comes on camera and says, 
we don't have enough test kits for what we see is going to be pretty much needed to have a lot of test kits. And, and he's going by what the CDC is telling him. He's going by what's one thing about Mike Pence, okay? Like, you know, we goof on him too. And, you know, he's got his, his flaws in this and that. But he's actually been handling this coronavirus thing pretty pretty smart. I mean, he actually is surrounding himself with really good doctors and, and, and taking the advice and listening to what they have to say. Whereas Trump is like, nope, they're all wrong about it. The CDC, they're telling, it's a lie. Only I know, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And then the fact that those people on the cruise ship that stuck out in the water, he's like, oh, I like the numbers where they're at right now. You know, and I don't want them to get higher by bringing those people onto the states. You know, they could just sit out there in the water <laughs> pretty much. It's like, holy shit, they're Americans. You're supposed to be protecting all Americans. Bring them on shore, fucking quarantine them. Keep them out there in the fucking water. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, so I goof on the guy. But anyway, so I created a band that actually supports Donald Trump. And they're called Lion Dog Face Pony Soldier. And so I'm going to go take a piss. I'm going to play a, a preview of a new song I'm working on. It's not done yet. You know, I have my friend uh, Joel Roberts. He co-wrote the lyrics. He actually wrote all the lyrics for the Bernie Sanders song, uh, which I'll probably play early, uh, later on in the show in case any of you missed it on Facebook. I'll play it at, at the end of the show as well, or in the show somewhere. And um, so this was called Mini Mike, because, you know, Donald Trump's always calling Mike Bloomberg Mini Mike. And, uh, you know, it is still relevant, even though Mike Bloomberg ducked out of the presidential campaign or whatever. He's still going to be pretty much uh, out there as far as because his money is going to be donated to Joe Biden and all that good stuff. I do got a song and it works for Joe Biden as well. <laughs> um, it's called Mini Mike and it kind of plays on like when it was at the debate and when Elizabeth Warren was totally going off on him about those uh, non-declosures that he had women sign and shit. Or he made, a, I guess, a sexual joke that some woman might have taken seri serious or whatever. You know, Mike Bloomberg, he, he made a joke about... Um, something about blowjobs, about the machines in his at his business can give better blowjobs, or, or I don't know, I forgot what it was, but some woman got totally offended by that. And he wasn't even talking about women; he was talking about the machines or something. <laughs> I don't know, like they get paid more because they're 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 so good they give good blowjobs. I don't know what the joke was, but anyway. So this song's called Metal Mike, and if you've heard any of Lion Dog Face. Pony Soldiers, other songs, a lot of it's kind of ACDC inspired, just straight hard rock. You know, I'm, even though I'm saying that I managed this band and I secretly created them, I did play everything. I got to give myself credit. I played everything except for the drums. I just use a drum truck. But uh, I play the guitars, the bass, the vocals, and, and I write some of the lyrics. I wrote all the lyrics for Nancy Pelosi. Joe Roberts, he wrote the lyrics for Bernie Sanders, and he co he's co-writing the lyrics for this uh, Mini Mike. Did I call it Metal Mike earlier? <laughs> so, Mini Mike. Because Donald Trump's always calling Mike Bloomberg Mini Mike. And so, here it is. Lying Dog Face Pony Soldier. A preview. It's only a, a preview because I'm not finished with the song yet. It's the first verse in the chorus. All right. Uh, Mini Mike. Here we go. And I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> Closure for me, cause baby, I got your back. You're a good Christian girl. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a sexist song. You know, I'm, I'm five foot four. You're my six foot whore. Come on, baby, baby, get you some more. Mini Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really remember I mentioned that. So this band is, a lot of their music's like ACDC inspired. Well, this one, they went a little bit of a different direction. I like to think it's uh, 80s glam metal. You know, like uh, what kind of band? Maybe like Rothschild UK, Pretty Boy Floyd, maybe a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so and I that you know like I said that was unmixed. Um, I got to still work on a little bit of the vocal mixing and add some bass guitar and then just finish the rest of the song. I'm waiting for Joe to write some more lyrics for me on that because I, I got stumped. I'm not a lyricist, man. That's one thing I. I come up with a few funny lines. Like I, I, I shocked myself when I come up with the Nancy Pelosi lyrics. It was like, kind of came pretty quick. But other times when I'm trying to write lyrics, it's just like, I might get like a line or two, and I'm just like, ah, and then I get stuck, and it's like, damn. <sighs> so yeah, what else has been happening? Oh, check out that ZZ Top documentary on uh, on Netflix. I, I was uh, I was on YouTube and I saw like a clip from it, and I didn't know what it was, but they were doing a Lagrange, the ding 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 ding. You know, I love that freaking rhythm, man. No, I don't. Yeah, so you know, it was a really well done clip, and I was like, oh, what is this from? And then I saw it's from the documentary. I guess it came out last year, called "Little Old Band from Texas" or "This Little Old Band from Texas." You know, and before I knew it was on Netflix, I was like looking all over the place. I don't know why I didn't think of Netflix at first. But I'm looking at Amazon Prime. I'm trying to, you know, I guess the only way I was able to see it is if I were to buy the Blu-ray or the DVD. And it was like 20-something bucks. I'm like, ah, do I want to see it that bad? I mean, I'm, I like ZZ Top. I'm not a, I've never been like a big fan. But I think this is actually making me more of a fan of them. Uh, yeah, Dusty Hill, like just to hear how he started out, like, and then how he met um, Frank Beard. And then uh, Billy Gibbs, Gibbs is it Billy Gibbs or Billy Gibbons? Such a dumbass when it comes to that kind of shit. <laughs> but I didn't know Frank Beer was was that bad on drugs, man. He was talking about doing speed fucking way back when he met Dusty Hill on, on bass. And uh, yeah, it's just very interesting watching like how they formed and you know how the name DZ. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but how the name DZ Top even came about. You know, it's it's, it's a it's a great documentary. It's like an hour and fifty something minutes long. Um, I'm not done with it yet. I'm going to try to finish it up tonight. Uh, just got some more work to do. Remember all those files I was talking about for the work? Yeah. Sunday's supposed to be a relaxing day. I'm taping on a Sunday. I'm, you know, this is like a, this was like a last minute thing I, th I thought of, you know, like I said, I was still going to probably just wait and do like the season finale, two hour special episode 10. And I was going to probably have it air like next Monday. Which would be the seventeenth on St. Patrick's Day. No coincidence. I'm not Irish, um, but uh, then I just thought of it. I was like, you know what? Uh, I was talking to Daryl, you know, through Facebook, and I was saying, you know, say like, we can still do your interview. Let's do your interview sometime this week. But uh, even if I get the interview done and it comes out good, and then with Jawada too, uh, to to edit and then to add all the music I want to add and little skits and things like that. You know, I just won't be able to do it with, like I said, trying to do all this the day job work, and, and I hate calling it the day job work, but this is my career, and I, and I love and I love what I do. It's not a day job. It's not like I used to have <laughs> when I used to work telemarketing. That was a day job, even though I made a lot of money at it. Made more money at that than I do with this, but I this job is more rewarding because I help people, and the helping those people help help me as well. Um. So yeah. So 
so yeah, just thought of it today, and I was like, well, let me get on the mic and just do a 9.2 and make this the season finale and, and close out the season, and just take this little break and come back and, again, hopefully have this season one, season two, episode one, two-hour special with Daryl Kravitz and Jawada to de- debut on No Promises, March 30th, but definitely by April 6th. I'm sticking to Mondays. But like I said, today's Sunday, taping for tomorrow's Monday show. And uh, that way you guys have something to listen to. I know what Mondays are like, man. Well, I used to know. Mondays are usually my day off. <laughs> anyway, but, but I do know what Mondays are like when I used to have to work on Mondays. And actually tomorrow I actually might work too. So I might actually go to the office tomorrow and just freaking just lock the doors and just nosedive into those freaking files, man, and just get everything organized. I keep, you know, like I said, I got like maybe, I think I counted on the calendar, 18 days until the visit. I got to get all this shit together, man. There's all the other little stuff I got to do. Um, but yeah, back to the ZZ Top documentary. That's been great. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, man. On Netflix, this is a documentary series. It's like a six-episode series, and it will piss you off. It'll make you sad. It's been a while since I watched a show where it made me cry and get pissed off at the same time. So in other words, I'm crying in the beginning. I really did cry for this this kid, man, Gabriel Fernandez. So it's called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. And it's the story of this this little kid, man. He was like eight years old. And uh, his I guess he went I guess he was living with his uncles, his uncle was gay. And I guess because his I don't know if his grandfather or somebody had issues with him living with gay people, like I said, thought he was going to be molested or something. It was like old school freaking homophobia. Um, so they had him live with the mom. And I guess the mom is just very unstable, always had different boyfriends. I think, I don't know if she did drugs. They didn't really ever, they didn't say in the documentary whether she, what kind of drugs she ever did, but she just looked fucked up, you know, all the time. And, and I guess she had this, this boyfriend or whatever. I guess he called, he, and she had other two other kids, but this little, for some reason, little Gabriel was the one that they freaking picked on. And um, they called him faggot. They called him gay. I guess they thought he was gay just because he lived with the uncles there. And they thought maybe they con- they converted him and all this stuff. So they would, I guess they would beat this kid regularly, uh, put cigarette burns out on or cigarettes out on him all the time. And so it opens, the, sh- the show opens up with this kid being rushed to the hospital. And he's just a freaking wreck. I mean, he's like all of his bones are broken. His head, skull's fractured, all this shit. And, uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it, of course, you know, but, so then it goes on about, you know, and, and I guess when the mom called 911, they tried to make it sound like he fell off the stairs, all this bullshit, but, you know, they knew right away that this was child abuse, and I, and I guess apparently the, the stepdad is the one that beat the shit out of him, just beat him so hard, lost control, and I guess apparently this guy used to be, like, a really nice guy, and he was a security guard, and he also worked for, like, a, a care home, uh, for, a caregiver's home for, a retirement people old people but apparently and his old boss was even in in court saying that you know he's a very nice guy i just can't believe it he would do something like this he was always very helpful and you know so that's always a story (laughs) with these freaking nut jobs and uh so he got to well i don't want to i don't want to spoil it so you'll find out just watch it if you can stomach that kind of stuff i think it's very if, I think if you can get through it, then then it's pretty powerful. I, th- I just think you'll come away with a totally. You come away 
changed in some way after watching this and and, and just to know that there is people out there like that it, it's disgusting and it's it's fucking crazy you know we got the coronavirus and we got idiots like him and we got all this other bullshit that we got to deal with yeah I don't know if I, the last episode I was talking about the coronavirus, you know, being up the street from me, you know, I haven't really heard much about that patient, but, you know, like I said, everyone's been just washing their hands and doing the sanitizer thing and everything else. <laughs> uh, what else was on Netflix I've been watching? Oh, Narcos Mexico. Yeah. I finally finished season one. I just started season two. That shit's badass. I love that. that I love all those cartel type drug dealing here i am an alcohol and drug counselor but i'm totally hooked on those kind of shows that deal with like the drug cartel and the freaking like the el chapos and the freaking the silanoa cartel and all that shit escobar fuck so this is like the this they go back to the um the origins i guess you could say of when the, the whole drug cartel thing started i don't know when the drug cartel thing started but just the whole thing with the DEA and all this all the stuff that happened in Narcos if you watch the Narcos series this is a prequel to that so yeah so check that out check out Narcos uh Better Call Saul is back it's back strong I really dig it um yeah it's got you know there's a few times where Better Call Saul was a little eh you know should I stick with it or not but then it started getting good I think season two was like the worst it was either season two or season three where it was just really boring and just like but then once uh what's his name showed up the guy from the chicken place or whatever <laughs> uh yeah what's his name the, the black dude with the glasses he's always very calm and, but just very dangerous at the same time yeah man kick ass and then mike you know the old guy they better hopefully finish the season before he looks like he's not gonna live that much longer man and he's supposed to this is supposed to be a prequel to breaking bad and he's look it's weird because he looks older on the prequel that he does on Breaking Bad, so I wonder how they, what made him think of that? Like, <laughs> it's like Benjamin Button or something. <laughs> oh, what else has I uh, been watching? Na 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 na. Better Call Saul. Oh, Homeland is good. What shows are you guys watching out there? What, what some of the shows you turn me on to something? My good buddy Keith that listens to the show. You know, he he uh, he's always get me to watch The Preacher. I started watching it, but I, I lost track of it. So I got to go back and start watching that again. Um, yeah. So if you're listening, Keith, I will get back to Preacher. <laughs> what are they up to? Season four now? Season five? Or did it ever get canceled? But uh, I did like it when I started watching it. I just haven't got to finish. It's all the shows. There's too many damn shows. I don't even, I'm surprised I even get to watch most of these shows with all the work I do. But I do watch a lot, man. Like, okay, so Homeland, okay, Empire. I'm, that's like my guilty pleasure. So I have my shows that are like my guilty pleasures that like most people like me, like metalheads, freaking like all, you know, trying to be all, I'm a metalhead. And I, you know, I like gothic and this and that. Like to say I like shows like This Is Us and Empire. <laughs> takes a real man, takes a real metal man to admit that he likes Empire or that he likes This Is Us. You know, he actually cries during This Is Us, man. It's such a great TV show, man. Shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I get welled up. I mean, the good acting on it. Like, every episode's been good. And it's a show I didn't think I would like. I just thought, oh, let me put it on. You know, Mandy Moore, I think, you know, she, she was a pop singer in the 90s and the early 2000s and stuff. And real bubblegum pop or whatever. Like, she was like the 
the the innocent one out of Britney Spears, and I think out of Jessica, whatever her name was, because uh, she was innocent before, and she went kind of crazy. But you know, Christina Aguilera and all those. So you got Mandy Moore was always like the Christian, good, goody two shoes, uh, bubblegum pop singer, and then she disappeared for a while, and she comes back and she's the actress on this This Is Us, and man, she's really good. And it's like she. I mean, I think she was nominated for an Emmy or Golden Globe, but I'm not sure if she's ever won. And if she hasn't won, she should win just because she just pulls it off so well. She plays a younger version of herself, and then when she plays like the older version of herself, and she they don't really put a whole lot of different makeup on her, but but she's able to play like an older woman. Like she kind of looks like a like she would be in like her 50s or 60s, and it's just her old the way she acts. It's like who, who would have thought that this little pop star could act as good and I was like wow so she's why I tune in too you know because of how good she is and then the the black guy JK what's his name not JK Simmons that's the dude from Spider-Man but his, his name's kind of like that like AK Rollins or something <laughs> um he's a really good actor he's got the glasses he's like the the son that was adopted yeah good show that and what else am I watching there's just too much good shit out there man you know, I watch all my Chicago's, my PDs, and the Fires, Chicago Meds. Those are also my guilty pleasures. There's a lot of good network shows on, you know. It's like American Idol's cool. I've been watching that. Uh, I like American Idol better than The Voice because it's, I like Lionel Richie. I just like watching him judge, and I like watching his responses to people and just the way he treats the the people and. He's just such a, he just seems like such a cool fucking dude to hang out with. Hey, Lionel, if you're listening, I want you on my show for season two. <laughs> I'm going to go big time. I'm already going big time with Daryl Kravis, man. He's pretty, he's pretty popular. He's, he wrote for, he wrote for DC Comics. He wrote Scooby-Doo back in 2005, 2006. And, you know, knows a lot of, a lot of, he's got some interesting stories. You're going to hear those when he, when he comes on. On the season premiere. Yeah. And then Javada, you know. Can't say enough about that kid, man. It's awesome, dude. I'm hoping if I ever need a... If I ever have to, like, leave the United States, I'm going to go to Bangladesh and I'm just going to crash at his house, man. <laughs> hey, Jawada, I'm coming. I'm going to crash on your couch, man. Eat all your food. Hook, hook me up with some of that good Bangladesh food, man. Teach me the, teach me the daka way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, he canceled the tour. Remember way back when when I was talking about it? and I had a feeling he was going to. And um, I donated my ticket money to Parkinson's like I said I would. Uh, yeah. It was only... I, I was thinking I paid like $128 for my ticket, but I guess I only paid $80-something. But I ended up just donating 100 even to Parkinson's to the main foundation, you know, I want to make sure it went to the right place, you know. Um, again, I'm surprised, like, Ozzy didn't put it out there for the fans to maybe do the same thing, or, like, maybe Sharon. I would think Sharon would do something like that, like, encourage all the fans to take a refund and, and donate it. But uh, apparently he's going to go to uh, Switzerland. So he canceled the tour because um, he didn't want to have to cancel it again. In other words, he feels like he was probably fine enough to play some shows, but then he would have to cancel to go to Switzerland in April to do this treatment, which is like six months or something worth of treatment 
to it's experimental treatment for Parkinson's, and um, so then he would have to cancel the tour for another six months and then come back. And he didn't want to do all that. He didn't want to cheat the fans. You know, Ozzy's such a great guy. Like he really does care about the fans. I mean, you could tell that little interview he did um, when they came out about Parkinson's, even though he had it since 2003, but I guess he just finally came out about it. Even though a lot of us could probably tell he had something going on, but a lot of us probably thought, oh, it's probably just all the drugs he's done and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so just the way he would well up a little bit, you know, tear up and stuff when talking about missing the stage and wanting to get, get out there to the people. And, um, yeah, so he didn't want to have to cancel again. So he just figured, okay, I'm going to, just no more, no more tour for a while, and and let's see what happens. But, I mean, and then I watched another little thing he did, a little interview he did. I don't know if it was right, it was right before the record release. I don't know if it was before he canceled his tour, but he's talking about. I guess they're going to do another album. Like he wants to get another album out within this year, so he he put out the Ordinary Man, which I just got on vinyl, not too long ago. Such a great fucking record, man. I've been playing that shit over and over. Um, every song is great. I think it's his best album since like. Well, my favorite album of this is Bark of the Moon. You know, Diver of Madman and Blizzard of Oz are legendary no matter what, but Bark of the Moon is my favorite just because that was kind of like my introduction to Ozzy in a sense. Um, even though I had Diver of Madman before I had Bark of the Moon, it was Bark of the Moon that made me just a, a huge fan because I went and saw that concert. And, and again, Jakey Lee was like the guy that made me want to play guitar. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just such an awesome, awesome album. And, and this album, Ordinary Man, is just great. Like, so powerful it's like the lyrics are a lot of like you I mean you could tell he's just he's singing a lot about mortality and or about immortality or if that's the right words to say about like it's almost like it reminds me of david bowie oh well, although you know I hope ozzy sticks around but you know david bowie like he released an album and then died like a week later it was like okay thanks dude <laughs> but then you go back and then he uh, when he released Black Star, David Bowie released Black Star, and, and then he released those videos or that one video for the song black star um, it was real creepy. I mean, it's almost like he could, he was like predicting his death or saw his death or he knew he was going to die, but just, it was just very eerie because you could see it in his eyes, you know? And I kind of feel like that's what Ozzy's doing with these lyrics to, to most of the songs. It's like he has all these songs about, you know, being missed or, or not being missed and he just wants to be an ordinary man or that he is just an ordinary man, that he's not some kind of prince of darkness that's, that's invincible or whatever. He's just like you and me and all that. And then he goes into a song called Eat Me, which is a really cool song. And you hear a lot of Black Sabbath tones in there. Uh, you know, they got that guitar player, Watt, something, A.J. Watt or whatever his name is, that uh, produced the album. And then he's also the guitarist. But then you got Slash on there. You got Duff McKagan. You got the guy from uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine. What's, what can I think of his name? The guitar player. He always has those cool guitar solos. Uh, can't think of his name. Anyway. Uh, why did my night my mind blank out like that? I don't get it. <clears throat> it's weird. <sighs> I'm getting old too, but I don't feel old. I'm 51. I'm still excited about music and comics and toys. I'm getting into those little pop pop Funko Pop toys. <laughs> I got the Iron Maiden ones. I got the Number of the Beast coming in the mail. I got the Peace of Mind so far, and I got the Killers, and then I got. Uh, the first album, little Eddie, they're little Eddies, the, the the pop Funko figures, and then I pre-ordered. I got Easy E coming, that's going to be released in July. Got Lemmy from Motorhead coming. 
Uh, I want to get the Mr. Rogers. That's already released, but it's like 13 bucks. I just saw that today on Amazon. <laughs> well, let me check my account. Let me check my funds. I'm on Amazon every fucking day, man. I just ordered a printer with a scanner because I needed a new one. It was only 40 bucks, and it's going to get here tomorrow. I got some Carolina Reaper salsa on the way. I'm supposed to get, that actually just got delivered. Shit, I need to go get that. The manager's going to close their office soon. Um, that reminds me, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to play... Some more Lying Dog Face Pony Soldier, if I'm saying her name right. The band I secretly manage. Well, it's not a secret no more, but they are they love Trump. They're very offensive. They offend me sometimes, even though I'm independent and can care less either way for either one of the, the, the parties. The Rebloodlikens and the Democrips, <laughs> like Jesse Ventura calls them. Um, but yeah. So these guys are crazy. So this song is a, this song already debuted on Facebook. I did like a Facebook event page, and it's got kind of got a, quite a bit of views. Nancy Pelosi got up to like fucking six thousand plays or something like that. It's up there. It's like it's, it's, it's I think it's either six thousand plays or three thousand plays. I know one of my tunes got six thousand plays, but uh, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Nancy Pelosi got up there really high. Uh, Bernie Sanders is climbing, and I'm hoping that Mike Mini Mike does the same. So here's. I'm going to go get my freaking salsa, and I'm going to talk about it when I come back. It's the Carolina Reaper salsa. It's in the manager's room because of office because of delivery, Amazon delivery delivered it there. And I'm going to be right back. But in the meantime, here is Crazy Sanders from Lying Dogface Pony Soldier. Take it away, boys. Free. Free. 
Dog-faced pony soldier. Lying dog-faced pony soldier. Debuted on uh, the Political Dumbass podcast show with Nancy Nasty Pelosi, which I'll play later on in the show as well. Damn, man, I'm pissed off. I got my freaking salsa. I got my uh, Carolina Reaper salsa. I was about to say ghost pepper. I graduated from ghost pepper up to Carolina Reaper now. The first time I tried it was was this brand called Kick-Ass. It had like a donkey on it, kicking its heels up, and it was called Kick-Ass Salsa. But it was Carolina Reaper, and I thought, let me take a chance, you know. And uh, honestly, it wasn't that hot. I mean, it's super hot, don't get me wrong. But it's not like like when you watch those uh, YouTube challenges of the people that have the lollipop. Like, I have the lollipop in my closet still, which I might ever actually try now. Um, but on the videos, like those people are trying that lollipop and it's like, you have to, there's a five minute challenge where you have to hold a lollipop in your mouth for like five minutes and they're like burning up. Their faces are red. They're, they're complaining about chest pains and they're throwing up. I mean, they're sweating they're, and it's just like, <laughs> but they get through the five minutes, you know, and I'm thinking there's no way I could handle that. But I bought that lollipop. It was on Amazon, Amazon for like 12 or 13 bucks. And, uh, that was like a shit almost a year ago i had that thing no i'm probably about eight months yeah almost a year ago it's just sitting in that closet the devil's toe staring at me so anyway so i tried to because the carolina reaper is supposed to be the hottest pepper well it was until like i guess pepper x came along i think it was a pepper x2 which i think was grown by the same guy that did the carolina reaper and apparently from what i heard pepper x can stop your heart you know so if you like have a really if you don't have the greatest heart condition, if you try that, then you could probably die from it. <laughs> uh, so, but apparently, I don't know what they do with salsa. They must like kind of like I guess when they turn it into salsa, maybe it doesn't make it as hot. Because yeah, the Carolina Reaper was hot. It was just it was way hotter than the ghost pepper. It just wasn't like hot like how the YouTube videos were showing. Like those people, like I wasn't throwing up and having heart chest pains or anything. So, but my favorite brand is Ms. Renfro's, which I can't really ever find in stores. I only you know either the website. But I just get them off Amazon because on the website, if one bottle is like $7, but then you got to pay almost like $10 for shipping. Whereas on Amazon, you get two of them for $14. But here's the thing. That's why I yelled earlier. I was like fucking pissed off because, you know, my package came in. I went to the office and get it and everything. I got it. And I come in and I open it up. And it's been a while since I've ordered Miss Renfro salsa, the $14.99 one. They normally come with two jars. So you get two for $14.99, which is with free shipping. 
which is really, which is a fucking good bargain. It's a good salsa, man. It's, it's good. Tom, Tamara, I'm talking. We're talking about salsa. What do you got to say? Huh? <laughs> anyway, it's good salsa. It's got flavor. I mean, I love it when I, when I make my tacos. I make good tacos, man. I, I, I got to brag here. I probably uh, uh, this this gringo makes probably better tacos than some Mexicans that I that I've had tacos uh, from. And I'm talking, and that's that's not being racist or anything. It's just I'm just speaking truth, you know. I've, I've had many Mexican friends growing up. As a matter of fact, that's how I learned how to make tacos from the Mexican friends that knew how to make tacos really well, you know. Tacos is a Mexican cuisine, isn't it? Of course it is. Unless you go to Taco Bell and you think that's a Mexican cuisine and then you're freaking on some other planet. <laughs> Although they did get voted best Mexican restaurant in uh, 2018, I think it was. I'm thinking, how the fuck did they get that? They must have like just surveyed the people coming through the drive-thru that was all drunk at 2 a.m. Yeah, this <laughs> best Mexican restaurant I've ever had. <laughs> all drunk and shit. <laughs> that's how they got that award. Anyway, um, yeah, good salsa. So the the Carolina Reaper, I got it. So you get two jars in a box. That's what I was getting at. So I get two jars in a box. But it's been a while since I ordered it, and I forgot about the two jars. So I'm sitting there freaking prying open the little box. One jar comes flying out and lands on my freaking kitchen floor, all, and it breaks, and the glass shatters everywhere, and I got fucking salsa all over my freaking kitchen floor or something. You know, so that song, while that song was playing, and even longer than... Even after the song was playing, I just was in the kitchen just cleaning up that salsa and all the broken glass and my cat freaking trying to come in there and I'm trying to keep her out. And... Huh, Tamron? Tamron, say something. Say something, Tamron. Meow. Come on. Meow. Come on. <laughs> you know, he's so talkative. She's sitting right next to me. <laughs> anyway, we're 50 minutes into the show. Damn, how did it go by so fast? This is, like I said, this is the last show of the season. I'm going to come back with season two. Episode one in April or the very last Monday of March, either the first Monday of April or the very last April of March with a two hour special with Daryl Kravitz and Jawada Afghan, two very special guests. I got, I got two realms. I got, well, I guess it's, I, my realms is covering it all because Jawada is a musician, full blown musician. Whereas Daryl Kravitz does it all. He's a screenwriter. He's a musician. He's a songwriter. Um, comic book writer, artist, uh, artist, I mean, you got to check out this guy's art. That's the main thing I want to really introduce the world to is this, he's got a gallery if you go to the art of, just Google his name, Daryl Kravitz, you know, K-R-A-V-I-T-Z, Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L, and just the uh, art of Daryl Kravitz, I mean, type that in, you'll see, he's got this one site where it like, shows all of his artwork, and he does like a digital paintings, it does a lot of acrylics and oils, it looks like. Um, just all different styles. It's very, very good, man. Very, very good. A lot of emotion in, the, in those paintings, you know. And I don't say that a whole lot about a lot of art that I see. But I do, sometimes. To me, art is about the emotion. It doesn't matter how you draw, how you paint, how technical you are. I can care less how technical you are as an artist, as even as a musician. It's the emotion that you put in those notes. It's the emotion you put into those strokes of the pen or the strokes of the of the pencil um, or the words that you put onto the page as a writer. Um, that's what I feed off of. I don't... All this whole behind the scenes of how it was done. I mean, I do like the creative process. I like learning about other people's creative processes. Um, but as far as if it's something that's real technical, like they're 
busting out their music theory to write a song or they're going to art school and just busting all the textbooks to learn how to draw certain shapes and, and they think that's art. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's art, it's art, but no, real art comes from within, inside out. I always believe, even in recovery, you got to work from the inside out. You can't work from the outside in. We do that already when we're, we wake up in the morning and everything around us, like all the signs that we see, all of this, um, you know, advertisements and, and brands and people you meet on the street and influences, that's the outside coming in. But in order to be your true self as an artist, you got to work from the inside out because your inside out is going to be someone's outside in. And vice versa, and it just goes like that, you know. Just that's my theory. <laughs> Back to the salsa. I'm gonna have tacos tonight. I was bragging about how good I make tacos, and I probably offended some of my Mexican friends by saying so. But I'm sorry. I just make some damn good tacos. You gotta try them. Um, that's all I make. Just really good tacos. I do the good tostadas. Uh, I love Mexican food. I'm a Mexican food fanatic. I could probably eat it every day if I was allowed to. Um, I'm trying to lose weight still. Did a podcast for my brother on my brother's show, The Gothic Side of Life. It was actually really cool. You know, I was able to dress up. You know, I had this really cool jacket I bought. And, uh, you know, I was wearing my glasses. And I just felt fat, you know. Like, I just feel like, ah. But then I thought, you know what? Marilyn Manson's fat. <laughs> Even Manson, he went through his fat phase. He's, he's, you know, I'll lose the weight. I was thinking about doing that that weight, uh, that system for men. I'm thinking about doing that because 300 bucks a month. And they deliver all the food for you. And that's the food you're going to eat dinner lunch and dinner and all that stuff which is probably less than what i already spend on food if i think about it so yeah i'm, I'm strongly considering that because you know like i said I'm about 80 pounds overweight 60 maybe 80 pounds uh over my desired weight you know, I'll, ne I'll never be 185 again i don't think <laughs> but shit if i can get down to like 195 it, or two, 220 or something like that would be nice you know um yeah I'm like 260 now or 270. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit more. Depends on what night. <laughs> Depends on what night I ate the Ben and Jerry's. Uh, ah! Anyways, I'm going to have that salsa. It's going to fucking be good. What else is in the news? Um, other than coronavirus. You know, the coronavirus came in second in the primaries. <laughs> I saw that meme. That was funny. Uh, maybe I'll make coronavirus the face of the Eric D. Fulmer show. Maybe I'll make it the spoke the official spokesperson of the Eric D. Fulmer show. Hey, coronavirus. Yeah, what's that? Are you representing the Eric D. Fulmer show? The Eric D. Fulmer podcast show? Yeah, man. You talk about me all the time. You give me all this publicity. You give me more publicity than CNN. <laughs> yeah. More publicity than CNN. CNN. Again, CNN's like, we're all gonna die. Fox News is like, ah, get over it. Go wash your hands. Go Trump. Yeah. 55 minutes in. Might end the show here in a bit. I have to go get dinner. I'm getting hungry. My cat's crying, right? What? What? Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> ah. Found out my aunt, you know, my aunt Virgie, who pretty much helped raise me as well as my grandmother and everything and really helped us out a lot as kids and she's like she's like 
you know, I have my mom, and my grandmother's like my second mom. I guess Virgie was kind of like my third mom. <laughs> and all these moms. Um, but yeah. Um, I've been like struggling with calling her. It's been like I went and saw her last year, and she seemed fine. She's 70, 75, 77 maybe by now. Um, but I think she's got, from what I understand, uh, Alzheimer's, or she's getting Alzheimer's, or I think the last time I heard she was in the early stages of it. And I could kind of tell last time I was there, and then when I talked to her on the phone, maybe a few months after I got back home, she kind of didn't remember me being there. She was kind of like bringing up a lot of stuff like if we, that we talked about years ago, and it was just like it was the first time hearing it and all this stuff like that. So I started kind of getting the signs. I mean, I heard it was getting worse, and then I don't know, man, for the past like, God, it's been a while, about eight months maybe, six months, a year, I don't know. I keep saying I'm going to call her this weekend. I should be calling her today, it's Sunday. But I'm probably going to put it off and try to call tomorrow. And I, and I don't know. I think I'm being selfish because I'm scared to call because I, I think Alzheimer's is a shitty fucking disease, man. And I'm sorry for everyone that has it, man. I'm sorry for everyone that has to go through it. Think about it. It's like it's this thing that, and uh, God forbid if I ever get it one day, you know. But it's like you have all these memories and, and, and you, all the things you've done in life. And then all of a sudden, it's like, like, you, know, it's like you have this long tape. This long cassette tape or VHS tape or whatever it is, or this long data recording of your entire life, all the things you've done, all the great memories, all the bad memories, all everything you ever went through in life, and at one point someone just like psh, erases the tape, boom, it's all gone. So it's like all the memories I had with my aunt, <clears throat> and all the things I shared with her, and talks we've had. You know, she's very, very great conversationalist. Always has great stories, and uh, she's a, a model citizen of her community. She's a teacher. She worked in the cafeteria. She you know worked for the school for I don't know how many years, but a lot of years. But everybody, all the school kids, always saw her as like Aunt Virgie or Nana or whatever. They always come over her house. And she always made everyone part of the family. You know, she's had a lot of ups and downs in her life, but now it's just, it's all gone. Like it's always racing away. And I just talked to my cousin earlier. You know, which I haven't talked to in a long time either, and I was just asking her how things are, and I kind of told her how I was struggling a little bit, and she said she found out that Virgie's doctor said that she has six months to live, so I got to call her, and I got to, and my plan was to go see her. My plan is to go back down to Outwater. My plan was actually going to go in February, but like this whole thing with the state audit came up, and which I kind of knew was coming up, but I didn't know it was going to be this grueling to where I can't take, I can't take the, the days off until after it's over with. So I do plan on going like sometime mid-April just go for like the four days that I normally go when I do go back home to California. Delhi, Atwater, Merced, Central Cal, I guess you want to call it, San Joaquin Valley. A little bit in between Fresno and Modesto. Um, so yeah, if you're familiar with those cities. Merced County. Uh, yeah. And so, I definitely gotta go see her. Especially if she only has six months. You know what I mean? I don't want to wait till she's dead and go see her funeral. Because, you know... Yeah, but it's just been putting it off, and I think I'm selfish because it's like I'm, I'm afraid that what I'm going to hear on the other end is that she's not going to remember who I am, or she's going to be like, you know what I mean? And then, I don't know, like I don't know how I'm going to react to that. And it's just, and that's being selfish because I'm just caring about my feelings. But then it's like, but then I'm thinking, well, if she has Alzheimer's, doesn't remember who I am. How's it? How's it hurting her feelings if she doesn't even know who I am? But ah, uh, struggles. I'm going to do it though, you know. So by the time I come back in April or the end of this month, 
Um, I'll tell you whether I called my aunt tonight or tomorrow, whether I did or not. And, uh, and I'll tell you all about my experience. And uh, yeah, you're out there, and you if you find in your heart, donate to all these these things, man. That like Parkinson's, uh, Alzheimer's, all the shit that takes down our heroes and takes down our family. Cancer, you know, like sister-in-law, she's a cancer survivor. She had a couple years ago. We thought we were going to lose her. She freaking like super powered it, super womaned it all the way through. You know, she beat that shit like a motherfucking. <laughs> she beat that shit like, how can I compare it to uh, like freaking Andre the Giant jumped on top of freaking Hulk Hogan. Just beat the fuck out of him. You know? yeah. <laughs> she loves wrestling and stuff about it. Use a wrestling reference. Uh, like The Rock took down motherfucking, what's his name? The Viper Dude. <laughs> uh, forget it. My mind goes blank. See, I'm getting Alzheimer's and shit. So, that's what I'm dealing with. With my aunt, you know. So, and I hate to close the show on a downer, but we're already an hour into it. But again, this is a season finale. So, um, yeah. So let's change the subject. What else was there to talk about? Uh, I bought America. I bought a Make America Great hat again. I told everyone that if Donald Trump wins in twenty twenty, that uh, that I was going to buy a Make America Great hat. Uh, that I had it on my Amazon wish list, but I went ahead and bought it early. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's between Joe Biden and Sanders, and if Joe Biden becomes a nominee, I don't think he's going to beat Trump, man. I don't know. No, and I'm not gonna. It's not like I'm gonna be a supporter of Trump. Well, who knows, man? Maybe I'll just fucking jump on the bandwagon. I guess I don't know. Again, I just, I'll, I just don't like what Trump stands for. As far as he just he's someone who just doesn't know what he's doing. I think he's just winging it. I don't think he wanted to be president in the first place. I think he's just everything he does is just like oh, let's just see what happens. You know, fuck fuck the American safety and you know. The homeland security, all that shit that these people work hard to fucking protect us. And he's just like, ah, whatever I say goes. And, you know, I, yeah, I did that. Fuck it. Why don't we just rewrite the Constitution then? Why don't we just rewrite it that says any candidate could just reach out to a foreign uh, entity or whatever, a foreign country, and get dirt on the political opponent so that you could cheat in the next election? We'll just make it that that's a new rule. Just rewrite the Constitution. You know, since he broke it and got away with it, <laughs> you know, it's like fuck it. You know, but anyway, so but I like Bernie Sanders too. But I don't know. we got two super really old guys, man, going at it. So I don't know. They better get like a young vice president, just in case. That's really good, you know. Just in case they win, and one of them croaks. I was surprised Buttigieg got out, but I think I kind of know why. I bet I kind of think that. He cut a deal because it was right before Super Tuesday. Buttigieg was the first one out, and he's like, "They said he was on the phone with Joe Biden." He probably said something like, "Hey, cut out now, man." And uh, you know, we'll do some push-ups, and I'll make you my VP. If you can outlast me in push-ups, <laughs> I'll make you my VP. <laughs> Woo, man! Yeah, so I'm sorry. I don't really have a whole lot of skits. Again, this show was just kind of unplanned. I, it was me just kind of at the moment saying, here's what I'm going to do now with season two. And there is there going to be no episode 10 season finale like I talked about in the last episodes. That two-hour season finale is now going to be the two-hour season premiere coming up at the end of March, the last Monday of March or the first Monday of April. 
definitely after April Fools. We got to get past April Fools. Um, again, I'm gonna be nose deep in files for my for my work, for my inner journey healing arts, and um, yeah. And so I'm just gonna do that. I'm just gonna keep living, living the dream. You know, I'm working on my music. I got Apostles Creed. Oh yeah. So earlier I talked about going on my brother's podcast. I was able to dress up and everything, and then I changed the subject. <laughs> he actually he plays some of my new music, which you probably heard on my podcast here on the last episode, the song I Will Find You, and then a preview of Apostles Creed, which is a song I'm really proud of. My my my, my brother from another mother, Paul Merrill, wrote the lyrics for it. You know, it's based on religion and, and you know, how people follow and, and get sucked into religion and, and all that stuff like that. And so it's just very cool so I just when I wrote it, I'm like wow I wrote that okay that's a fucking kick-ass melody I think it's where and I always say this is probably where Will-O-Wisp would have sounded had I gotten sober and stayed in the band this is a direction I would have taken some of our songs because you know we always like to be different with a lot of different songs but I think a song like this would have gotten us to like Relapse Records or some some one of those labels that that are around now that's signing a lot of really good metal bands and uh yeah so that's just but it's all me you know, I'm going to take the credit for this, <laughs> well, except for the lyrics, but thanks to Paul for, and I'm going to, I guess, sing on one of his songs. He's working on some new music as well, so that's going to be interesting. The, the Merp. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then, so, I'm going to close out the show with another Lion Dog Face Pony Soldier song called Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. And then maybe I'll play a preview because I did a little bit of a remix on the Apostles' Creed song. And I'll play a little bit of a preview of that. Because again, my brother on his podcast. Oh, so duh, I keep changing the subject. See, my brain's all rattled. Um, when I was on his podcast, which is going to, I don't want to give away too much because he hasn't put it out yet. It's going to be next week or sometime. But he did an interview with me and he was asking me all my, we talked about 90s goth and everything. It was just a really cool um, conversation to be able to sit down and, and, and discuss that and then I you know I did a little bit of a performance I don't want to give away anything but there's a surprise performance acoustic version of a, of a classic alright and um, so tune in for that just check me out on Facebook the official Eric D. Fulmer podcast show fan page you know all you who know me on Facebook who are listening you know you can always hit me up anytime message me you know, if you're struggling with something, you know, maybe you might be going through something, you just need an ear to bend, I'm there for you, you know. So, you know, I say a lot of wacky stuff on Facebook, but I'm still a just a normal human being, man, with, <laughs> with a wacky brain, all right? <laughs> so hit me up. And you can also email me at e.deefulmer, e.deefulmer at yahoo.com. My email is in the description. Please let me know what you think about the show. Um, also check out Political Dumbass, even though it's on hi hiatus right now. But check out the other podcast, PoliticalDumbass.com. There's you know where we debuted, uh, Lion Dog Face Pony Soldier. <laughs> Created a band I can never fucking say their name right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna close the show with that song, and um, and I might maybe I'll also maybe I'll throw in the since they're already over an hour anyway. Maybe I'll throw in that preview of Apostles Creed. It's, you know, it's going to be on my brother's show, too. So I'd like to have it on mine as well. So it's my song. Do whatever I want with it, right? All right. Because <laughs> you only played, like, the first verse. I'm going to play the first and second verse. All right. I think that's what you did anyway. You faded it out when we were talking. But, uh, yeah. So everybody, 
Be well. Be kind to each other. Get out there and get you some Miss Renfro's frickin' salsa. You know, they got all different flavors. <laughs> I don't know why. Why am I plugging Miss Renfro? Yeah. Anyway. That's what I did. I'm not even getting paid for that. <laughs> Maybe later on I will. Maybe I'll start charging for advertising. So if you got something you want to plug or, or, or promote, let me know. And matter of fact, you know, like I said, when I come back with some guests and stuff, that's what it's, a lot of it's for too. I want to be able to promote what they got going on, you know? And, you know, for free. Like, I'm not going to... They're doing me something by coming on my show and, and having a good conversation for the listeners and for me and for the listeners and just to enjoy. And why not? Uh, hey, if you got something going on, let people know about it, you know? You know, Daryl's got a lot of stuff going on. Jawada's got some stuff going on. So I got some more guests lined up who I know has stuff going on. Everyone's got stuff going on and on and on and on. Stay free from the the virus. They say don't wear a mask. Let that let the medical people wear the masks and the, just keep washing your hands. You know, don't overdo it with the sanitizer in case you get UA'd because <laughs> it's gonna come back with alcohol. This shit gets in your skin. Might even if you have a if you a DUI and if you got that uh, blow and go device or whatever, be careful. That shit'll set it off. And they don't care about the explanation. All they see is positive UA, positive or negative. That's all the courts care about. Whether it's red positive or black negative. That's all they care about. They don't care about the story of how it happened. Oh, I had some mouthwash, you know. I, oh, I drank some concert, but I had a cold. Yeah, whatever. It says positive. Another 90 days. Back in line. <laughs> anyway. Goodbye, everybody. And I'll see you in a few weeks or a month or whatever it is. Um, enjoy everything you can enjoy in life. Wake up. With that drive. And if you don't got no drive, find a way to get it. Because it's out there for you. You know, the world is at your fingertips. Get on the internet and do some fun. Um, here is Lying Dog Face Pony Soldier to close out the show with Nancy Nasty Pelosi. Yeah! <laughs>
Okay, and as promised, I guess I, I maybe I promised you. Here's a here's a preview of my song coming up for my album that I plan on putting out later on this year. An EP is what I'm going to do. About six songs, four to six songs, uh, called Blood Music. But this song is called Apostles Creed. Apostles Creed, kind of like a play on Apollo Creed. <laughs> but Apostles Creed is really something. Yeah, here we go, and I'll see you in the March or beginning of April. Bye bye.